You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> Levi, the uh, the son of Ravuna Barchia, the Rabbi Bar Ravuna, that's Ravuna's son. Havika Azli Baurcha, they were going in the road. So even though they, you know, Levi's donkey went ahead of Rabbi Ravuna's donkey. He cut him off in traffic, so to speak. He passed him on the road. Levi read the body language and he saw that Rabbi Ravuna was upset. Why was he upset? Because he said, what, he's going ahead of me, Right? Why? Rabbi Baruna was older than Levi. And he said, you have to be machab in me. Tosis points out that the bottom Tosis, he says, <laughs> sounds like even on the road, you have to give covet. And we know in other places we say, you don't have to give covet on the road. So I think the difference is over here is because they were traveling together. And up until that point, uh, Levi was giving covid uh, to Rabbi Baravuna. And now all of a sudden, Levi's donkey go- shoots ahead of him. So Ra- Levi saw what was going on. Omar, he said, Emile Milsa. I need to tell him something, not directly, but almost directly. Kihechi, in order that what? In order that... Let me get the next page here. Ditosev Daite. I need him to know that I didn't do it on purpose. Amrle, so we started speaking to him and learning. He said, We know that some donkeys, as we learned yesterday, they just need uh, something around their neck. They just need a very uh, light type of rope around their neck not the Libyan donkeys, but the normal donkeys, they just need like a rope around their neck, an apsar. But you know, uh, Rabbi Baravuna, what would you say about a donkey like this one? Maybe he needs more. Now, why not? Because you would think he doesn't look like a Libyan donkey. He looks like a regular one. Maybe if I show if I would put a bit in his mouth, people would say that you can even use this extra super uh, type of uh, protection even on normal donkeys. Well, so maybe I shouldn't do it. What do you think? So this way he was giving him a message that his donkey is a difficult donkey, right? Iskavroyim, he's a hard donkey to control. So that was the way speaking and learning and asking Ashila, he was able to mend the fences between him. Omar lay, so now he answers him, Rabbi Baravuna. I'm going to tell you something your father said. Which means you can always do more to an animal. Even though people don't know that your donkey is a wild one, you can do overkill for your animals. You're allowed to put more stuff on them and therefore, it's allowed. Tana de Menashia. What about an ez? When you're talking about a goat, 
the normal rope around the goat's neck isn't going to work because the goat can slip off of it. Most animals, their necks are thinner than their heads. But the goat has a way to shake his head around that he can get this collar off of his neck. So how did they, how were you able to walk around with the goat in the street in Rishul Sarabim? So what you did was you uh, drilled a hole right near the base of its horns, and then you would stick uh, something there through the hole, then you would stick the rope through the hole. That would be the Afsar. Yotzeb Afsar B'Shabbos. That's the way it's done. Boy Rav Yosef. Let's say you put it in the goat's uh, the goat's beard, right? Now, in the goat's beard, there's nowhere to drill, but you can tie it up in the goat's beard. Now, what would be the reason to be moderate? If the goat tries to disconnect it, it's going to scratch his beard and hurt him. So he's got a natural reason to stop him from undoing the tie in his beard. So maybe that's good enough. You don't have to drill on the top of his head. Right? He won't try to uh, to undo the knot. Oh, Dilma, Zimnan Derafi. Sometimes the guy is not careful in how he makes the knot happen. Sometimes it's uh, the knot is, is loose and the goat doesn't have to do too much. Vinofal, and what happens? The whole rope falls out, and you pick it up. So therefore, we're not sure what to do for the goat in that case. Take him. So again, to me, this might be a suffix on the Rabbonon. Um, so therefore, Vukhari could be Mekel. Even though we're talking about a possible Easter Daraisa, but it's a suffix on a Gezeir the Rabbonon. So the teku, you should be allowed to put it into the goat's beard. You don't have to subject the goat to the drilling if you want to walk around with your goat. Tanan awesome. we learn in a Mishnah coming up that the, uh, that a para cannot go out on Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah, lo biritsua shabain karneha, not with a ribbon, a material between its, uh, on its, uh, on its horns. Amar of Yirmei Be'Abba, pligi be'Rabbi Shmuel, Rav Shmuel had a, d- a debate about what was the issue here. One of them says, look, ribbons on, 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 on docile, on docile um, animals are unnecessary. Even if you want to say the ribbon's on there because you put a string connected to it and you're able to lead it. You don't need to lead the para. The para will walk after you. The para doesn't need to be led like these other animals. And if your purpose is to make Bessie look pretty, that's also usr. So therefore, one of these opinions was that it would be usr. And it might be an isr daraisi, the gopar shusarabim, with the ribbon on its horns. Okay? Chadamar depends. Linoi usr. If the whole purpose is to make him look pretty, it's one thing. But with shamer mutter. But if the reason you're doing it is in order to uh, have a rope there, in order to be able to lead the cow, that would be mutter. Amar of Yosef. So we're not, Yirmei Barabba didn't tell us who said what, but we can prove who said what based on what we learned yesterday. The time the Shmuel who the Amar Lenoi Osir. That Shmuel would be the one who said that only if it's meant to beautify Bessie, it's Osir. 
But if it's l'shamir, if your purpose of doing it is in order to be able to pull the pull the ribbon, it's a long ribbon, or you put a, another thing onto the ribbon, and your purpose is to is, is to pull the cow. To, to let the cow walk with your gentle pulling, that's mutter, because that protects the cow. How do we know? That's the way we left off with yesterday's sock. The Amr of Hanina Hunabarchia Amr Shmuel, Halakha right? In the case of the cat, that you're allowed to put extra shmira onto the cat, even though it doesn't need it. But you're allowed to put an extra type of uh, of collar, a thicker collar on the cat, even though it doesn't need it, in order that you never know. So here too, you could put this, even though uh, cows don't need it, you're allowed to put it on it. Amrle Abaya, Abaya said to his Rebbe, Rebbe Yosef, Adaraba, in terms of Shmuel, I can prove from Shmuel the other way. Tiskayim de Shmuel, who the Amr ben Lenoi ben Lushamir Osir. Why? Because Shmuel as we know, um, skip something, I'm sorry. The Amr of Yudam or Shmuel, Machlifen Lifnei Rebbe, Shmuel was the one who told the whole base Medrash about something that's not found in any Mishnah anywhere. Uh, at least it was an unknown Mishnah, unknown Brisa. Shmuel brought it to the yeshiva, and Yehuda said it over, that in, in, in Rebbe's yeshiva, they wondered about switching the animals in terms of putting the things the Mishnah mentions on one animal, put on the other animal. Shozu, bazu, mahu. Let's say one animal gets the afsar, and the other gets the chotem. What's the din? And we know Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi said, kachomar abba. This is what my dad said. Four animals, an Afsar is not considered Hotza for them. Sus, Pered, Gamal, and Chamar. Now, what was the point? The point was Afsar, Afsar only, right? But if you're going to use a Chotem, which is too much, you know, uh, it's, you don't need a, a, a for the regular camel. You don't need to drill the thing in its nose and the heavy metal thing in the nose. So that shows you that what that Shmuel brought that story, that brisa, because he wanted to teach what Rabbi Yossi had said, what Rabbi Shmuel told us Rabbi Yossi had said, which means Shmuel. He told the story. He taught the story. He didn't just tell the story. He taught this brisa into the base medrash. That means Shmuel agreed with the, the thrust of the story, which was you don't do overkill on the animal. So the Gemara says that's true. Shmuel did bring that to the base medrash, but I'm going to push that away because of the statement that he passed on like Hananya. Says, Why are you pushing away the, the fact that he made such a big deal of the Yishmol Rebbe story, Yishmol Rebbe Yossi and Rebbe story, and you're pushing that away? Maybe, right? Maybe the Yishmol story is more important than the Psach that you have that he passed like Hananya. Why? Because. Um, Rav Chia Barashi Omarav, because we have another statement that said what? 
The Rav Chia Barashi Omar Rav said that when it comes to a ribbon, Bein Lenoi, Bein Lashamer Oser. And Rav Chia Bar Avin, not Chia Barashi, but Chia Bar Avin said in the name of Shmuel, Lenoi Oser Lashamer Mutter. So the fact is that you're right. Paskin like Hananya is about a Brisa. The story of the Brisa is about a Brisa. But the third piece of evidence is nothing to do with a Brisa. It's Allah Lamaisa. It's not connected to any previous thing. If what you're doing, if it's a ribbon, and even though the animal doesn't need the ribbon, but your purpose is to guard it with that ribbon, it's mutter. So that's how you know that Shmuel is the one who says it's only if it's Lashem no it's Aser, but Lashem Rabbi Mutter. Okay. Meisvei, Kshura Balel B'Meisera. We know that if the owner ties the 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 uh, ties the the cow up, the Paraduma is what we're talking about. This is a mission in Paraduma. In, in Sechtas Para. Paraduma has to be lo alecha ol, that it didn't do any work. So let's say the owner of the Paraduma ties it, and obviously it's on its horns that it did that. It ties a, 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 a strap around its horns and leads it out with that strap. Kshera. The paraduma is still kosher to be a paraduma. But the who, if you're going to say like Rav, that if it's got straps on its horns, ribbon on its horns, ropes on its horns, a cow doesn't need that on Shabbos. And a guy would be, you'd be chayiv, an isra for your cow walking out with that. That means it's called a masa. A masa on Shabbos should be considered an ol. And it should passle the para for paraduma. Asher lo oleha olamarachmana. So this is considered an ol. If it's considered a masan shabbos, it's an ol for paraduma. According to Rav, according to Shmuel, it's not maybe you can answer that it's considered shmira. But according to Rav, there's no such thing as shmira for a cow. So therefore, it should be an ol. That's a kashan Rav. Amarabaya. We're talking about not within the city. So obviously you're taking the para from one city to the other. You're not trying for it to just walk out in Rishul Sarabit. Uh, it's not going to walk to the other city with you. It can walk a little bit. So that's what Abaya said. Even Rav will admit that's not called an O. Rav says, uh, maybe a better answer, shiny para. Look, an average cow is just a domestic sort of dumb animal that will follow you wherever you need to go. Anything that you put on it, according to Rav, is a suffix in Isra Daraisa, and Rishasarabim, don't do it. But a paraduma is not a regular cow. A paraduma isn't just a cow that walks around with you. What is it? It's a cow that's worth a tremendous amount of money for you. Therefore, you don't want it in any way, shape, or form to get damaged or to walk away. So therefore, it's, it's remember what the Shemira is, not to protect the animal for its own sake. 
It's to protect the animal for your sake as the owner that you shouldn't have a loss. When it comes to a regular dumb domestic cow, believe me, you don't need, Rob says, to put anything on its horns. It walks in the street. It's fine. You don't doesn't need any protection. But when you're talking about something which isn't just your domestic dumb cow that you get milk from, but it's worth, who knows, thousands and thousands, million dollars, whatever, the paraduma, that, of course, needs more protection because of how much it's worth. So there even Rob will admit that you put ropes on it and it's not considered an ol because that's your protection. That's the way you're protecting your investment. You're not putting a saddle on it. You're not making it work. That's uh, Rav's answer. Ravina Amar, you could say that the Nukimta, that the Mishnah in Para is talking about Bimoredes, a, a type of Para that's wild, and therefore to protect it from not running away, you need to put some rope on it. We said in the Mishnah, Hasus Pishir, that the Sus can go out with uh, uh, with like uh, like a collar, and then then it's got a ring to the collar, and then you have a rope on it. Ma, then it says v'nimshochim bashir. It says yotzim bashir v'nimshochim. My yotzim and my nimshochim. Obviously, that's what it means, right? You don't ride the horse; you drag it, right? Nimshach, right? You, you pull it. What's yotzim v'nimshochim mean? Amaravuna. There's a chiddush here. Yotzim doesn't mean that its its purpose is to use as a rope for you to pull. Yotzim means kruchim. It's actually just wrapped around its neck. Why is it wrapped around its neck? So it looks nicer that way. Plus, sometimes if it gets out of the way, you can run over to it and, and pull it by the collar around its neck. Oh, nimshachan. Or it's not wrapped around the neck. It goes around once, then you have the ring, and then you have the string that you pull it with. Shmuel Marmar says, no, Shmuel didn't agree with what Rav Huna's way of learning. He says it's only yotzim v'nimshochim. V'ein yotzim kruchin. If all it is is just wrapped around its neck, it looks prettier, and, and now you're going to just grab it sometimes when it seems to run away, that's not considered a shmira. That would be usr. Remember what he says, Shmuel said before, it's got to be, that's sort of only like Lenoi. It's not, doesn't sufficiently guard it. doesn't sufficiently protect it. Ravuna says, Ravuna is more makel, even though his Rebbe Rav was much more machmer, Ravuna himself was makel on this situation. The Masnisatana, Yotzin Kruchin, what? Limosheich. That sounds like who? Sounds like Shmuel. It sounds, right? Kruchin, I'm sorry, that sounds like Ravuna. Yotzin Kruchin Limosheich. It sounds like Kruchin. Right? Is is part of it. Kruchim is not in the Mishnah. Kruchim means you wrap around a couple times around its neck. Amrav Yosef Chazinalu Igle Debe Ravuna. I saw the Galima Ravuna, Yotzim Bafsarayan. They had ropes around. They had like these bridles around, but it wasn't long. It was Kruchim. It was wrapped around a number of times Bishabis. So you see Ravuna paskind in his life that way, even for his own his own uh, his own calves, his own calves, he was knowing like he said. He also Ravdime Omar, when Ravdime came from Eretz Israel, he said, Amar Rabchanina, Mula Ocho Beis Rebbe. 
the donkeys of Beis Rebbe, Yotzos, they would go out, Ba'apsareyan. They would go with just regular bridles out on Shabbos. But now that we know about these bridles, do they have to be pulling them? Meaning there's just like one, uh, there's one tabas, and then there's a rope, or can they just be wrapped around? Iboiluhu, kruchunon nimshachin. Is it like Ravuna or like Shmuel? Toshma, ki oser of Shmuel bar Yehuda, Amr Abchanina, when Shmuel bar Yehuda came from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, he gave us another report about the, the donkeys, or the mules, I'm sorry, of Beis Rebbe. He said, Mula Ocho Beis Rebbe, Yotzot, Ba'apsareyen, Kruchim B'Shabbos. They weren't long to be pulled. They were just wrapped around, prettier in some way. So you see, like Rafuna from the story. Amru Rabbanu Kameh the Ravasi, Achadar of Shmuel Bar Yehuda, even though Shmuel Bar Yehuda explained to us how Rebbe's donkeys went out on Shabbos, I, we didn't need the report from him to tell us that. Why? I could have gotten it from the original report. Why? Because if you're going to tell me, what did Rav Dimi say? Rav Dimi said, He came and gave a clap in the base medrash and said, I want to tell you the way those donkeys go out with an afsar. Why did we need Rav Dimi to tell us that? Why? It must, it, it, what was he trying to tell us? A chiddush. Why? Ravdimi talked about the bridles. They weren't wrapped around many times, but they were just hanging. And, the, and we're talking about leading the horse with the long rope. That we know from the report of, of, of the semi brisa that Yehuda in the name of Shmuel brought. And Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi said, so we know from that story, a chamar could go out with an absar. So what else would Rabdimi be wanting to tell us? It must be he was telling us it was not the usual way of the absar. It was an absar that was was that was wrapped around the neck many times. That's what the case was. Otherwise, what's Rabdimi telling us? Amru Ravasi, it's We still need Shmuel Bar Yehuda. Why? If you're only going to tell me from the story of that Yehuda brought to the base medrash of how Rebbe was sitting with Yishmo Rabbi Yossi, and Yishmo Rabbi Yossi mentioned what his father's psak about a camel going out with an afsar, the story is true. We know it happened. Yishmo said over to Rebbe what his father said. It's not like the story we had two days ago, where Rebbe, or yesterday, where Rebbe said, Here we just heard that the father said it. We didn't hear that Rebbe responded. Tamash Milan, that maybe, what, that Rebbe, so Rebbe, who knows, Rebbe accepted. Tamash Milan, the Revdime. That's why Revdimi told us that Rebbe agreed that even though it's, it's not mentioned in the Mishnah, that a donkey, it's good enough to use a regular bridle. If you only have Ravdim, that's only using a bridle to to drag it, meaning that there's it's only it doesn't go around many times. And you're and you're and you're pulling the, the horse 
with, with a tabas. Avokruchen, if it's wrapped many times, lo. Hamash mulan, tishmul barav Yehuda. Let's go to Ahmed Bey's. We have 11 more uh, minutes. Umazan alein v'tayvim b'mkomam. We said that if these uh, collars uh, become uh, tame, that you're allowed to pour the paraduma water on them. You don't worry about the fact that it might just land on the animal completely, and you could dunk the animal into the mikvah. Remember the b'nei too many know. Who says that those uh, collars, those animal collars, even if the, it's it's in the house when the dead man dies, who says that they're tame? That's a keli for an animal, as we know from the Mishnah. And kalim, tabas odem tmeya. Sorry, tabas odem tmeya. The ring of a person is tame, but a tabas that's used to somehow be around an animal or to lead an animal or a keli, or it's something that you stick onto a keli, a tabas that you use to, uh, to, to put, to, to create, to pick up a jug. Or is Any other ones, like the ones you use for a door, Rashi says, those are tahoros. So, lachora, why does it have to go to the mikvah at all? This was actually the Mishnah is talking about where the collar that you, you that that is around the animal was a collar that was at one time used for a human. It was meant to be a human collar or, or necklace, and now you've put it on an animal. Okay, therefore, even though an animal is now using it and it became tame, and the animal went into the house and the person died, but since what the animal has around its neck is something that was originally used by humans, it's still considered um, no, I don't know. That's a possibility. Uh, Yonatan says maybe it was uh, it was something you used for a slave, and now you're putting it on the animal. But I, I, I think from the word noy adam, it sounds it was something that um, like Rashi says, it was meant to be a, like somehow for a person to wear around his hand or around uh, some part of his body. And then it goes on to an animal. That's the first answer, Rabbi Yitzchak's answer. Rabbi Yosef Omar, it is a keli for an Odom. You're right. It's going around the animal. But the reason why you want it on the animal is because you need to move the animal in Rishasarabim. It's your keli. Yes, it's technically on the animal. But it's for you to be able to use it. So therefore, it's your keli because the animal's important for you. So it's, because, it's, it's not the animal's collar. It's your collar. That's Rabbi Yosef's svarah. Milo Tanya, we know it says, Mako Shobehema, Vishel Mateches, Mekabotuma. We know it talks about a makel, right? A, 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 a beam that you could hit with, right? So if it's made out of wood, it's Pshute Kliates. It doesn't have a base kibble, so it's not Mekabotuma. But if it's made out of metal, that is Mekabotuma. Even when it says, it says Mako Shobehema. 
Oh, you're going to tell me it's a keli of an animal? Of course it's not a keli of an animal. What is it? Hova Adam Rodaban. It's the true, it's the one that you use to hit the animal with to get it in line. That's not called a keli of an animal. The Mishnah said, you don't have to unhook it from the animal. You could dunk the animal in the mikvah and the tahara will happen to the, the, the collar that it's wearing. I mean, one of my Tysus here, Tysus says, normally it's stuck to the animal's neck. So who says the water got there? The part of the collar that was haduk to the animal's neck, the water didn't permeate there. Amrabasi bisharitchon. You're talking about in this case, what you did was you banged it up a little bit to make it loose. That's what Rav Ami said. Aha. Lema Rav Ami Krav Yosef's That sounds like Rav Ami holds like Rav Yosef. Remember? That as long as that this is a keli of a person. Why? In other words, what's the reason why you have to take it to the mikvah? According to Rabbi Yosef, because it's a keli of a person. Because you use this collar to schlep this animal, so it's your keli, just like a cup or, 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 or a pot. It's your keli. The problem was chatzitza. So what do you? What did Ravami say? Ravami said the guy knocked it up a little bit. He made it looser. He 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 adjusted it. That shows you that Ravami holds her Rabbi Yosef. If you say that it was a person's and now it became an animal's, even the ritchon, once you change it, tuma. In other words, really, one could have thought, according to Rabbi Yitzchak Navka, that if you take a collar that was meant for a person, and a person was wearing up until now, and now you put it on an animal, that the tumor should go off it right away. It's no, or it's the shame keli should go off it right away, because it's an animal keli. Rabbi Yitzchak says, no, you need more than that. The fact that it started as a human keli means the human tumor is still there, and it can be makabel tumor. But once you change it, now you have a, you have a tziruf of the machshava and the maisa. So what are you telling me that you bang the collar and then you dunk the dog or whatever the animal is in the water? Once you bang the collar, it's, there's, it's, there's not an issue anymore. It's considered an animal keli. And an animal keli is not tame. So it must be that uh, that Rav Ami holds like Rav Yosef, that it's a, pure, it's a person keli. And banging it doesn't take the tomb away. Right? A keli can become tame with machshava, meaning when you're in the middle of, when you're beginning to make it and you're forming it, the machshava you have in forming it determines whether it's a person or for what, what it's going to be. But if it already gets the shame tuma on it, it already gets the shame keli on it as a human keli. So therefore, it sounds like Rav Ami holds like Rabbi Yosef. Mar says maybe not. In other words, where you destroy it, where you make it worse, then you say the action takes the tomb away. But here, when he was banging on the collar to loosen it, that was actually better for him. He was doing it in order for him to, go, to easily take it to the mikvah. 
That's not that's not a Maisa Kilko. That's a Maisa Tikun. The Tanya, Rebuta Aymer, Lo Amar Shinui Maisa, this that we say Shinui Maisa takes the Tuma away, right? Is not when it's Latakin, not when the machinery helps it, when it's a better Kaylee now, because it's not, uh, now it's looser, and you can now, you don't have to disconnect the dog from it if you want to take it to the mikvah. It's actually a better Kaylee now. So here, since it's a Maisa Lasakin, that's why the Tuma did not go off it. But really, Ravami might even call Dr. Yitzchak. But Masnisa Tani, the Mishnah says, that what are we talking about? B'michulolin. A Bryce, I'm sorry, says that what is the cow we're talking about? It has holes in it. So therefore the water's going all the way through. So you don't have to worry about how tight it is by the neck. The whole question doesn't start. The two answers we had, right, was the, the answer was that you had to, to loosen it, you had to bang on it and change it. You don't have to change it. It's a michulolin. Talking about rings and putting rope into rings and leading animals into rings. I heard that there's some difference between rings and rings. About rings and rings? Maybe you're talking about, in other words, the Talmud thought is about Tuma. There's a difference between one type of ring and another type of ring. And Shabbos is in a man's ring and a woman's ring. Whether it has a seal on it or not, a woman usually doesn't do business. A woman walking around with a man's signet ring with a seal might be a malacha. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Even in Tuma, you're talking about Tuma? They're all the same. That's what Rebbe Lezer said. So now asks on this price. Is that true? We just learned. Tabas Odem Tmeya. What did Rabbi Lezra In other words, rings that are connected with people, there's no difference in Tum and Tahara with them. Is that true? If you have a ring that you put on your belt, and with that, you're going to be able to keep your pants up, or or in those days, they used to put on, um, they didn't have shirts the way we have them. They would have to buckle the, uh, the, the sleeves from the back. In other words, there was a, 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 a ring that a rope would go from, where, from by their shoulders that would keep their sleeves up. So what about that type of tabas? Aha. Uh-huh. What does it say? Tahora. That's Tahoran itself. The low because that's really a part of another Kaili. So it doesn't become Tame on its own. If it's if you can disconnect it from the shirt. What type of singular ring is Tame? Elishal etzba bilvad, only one that goes on the finger. So you see there's a chiluk between rings even when it comes to Tuma. Once again, the Gemara says, Ki what did Rebbe Eliezer mean? Nami, the etzba kamerle. And the question also had to do with rings on the finger. See, so when it comes to rings on the finger, they're both the same amount of tumah. So for the etzba, you can tell me, when it comes to rings on the finger, they're the same amount of tumah. Let's say it's a metal band, 
Chosma, and the sea was made of almog. The sea was made of coral. What's the din? Tmeyehi. Why? Because even though the coral is not makabal tuma, and the chosem is important, but we still say the band that holds the coral is the yikr, and it can be tame. Shal almog, but let's say it's, it's, most of the, the ring is fashioned out of coral growing down in the sea, v'chos m'shomatechet, and the, and, the, and the sea was made out of metal, that's not makabotuma. That's tahira. Why? Because most of it, is, it, it comes from the sea. <laughs> Coming from the sea, it's tar. So the Gemara says, ki kamar The student was asking about something that was made out of metal. If it's made out of metal, they're both tame, man, woman, whatever it is. So that's how. Uh... Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 